0: Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock. We also have what we call School of the Bible on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, why don't you remain standing for, for just a minute, and I just want to say, wow, I, yeah, well, let me take a step back. You, you guys are blessed here. I mean, I I brag about this building, this facility to, to all my friends and pastor friends, and uh, Mark Hankins, I was with him last week, and um, he was bragging about this building and this place, and it's not just the building, it's it's, I mean, you got it, this place is amazing, I mean, the media today was perfect, the music the, and, and what a blessing to have, I kept seeing kids that 19 years ago, I used to teach, like, in kids' church. Now up here, don't, don't you think that's kind of the way it should be? I mean, I think you need to just celebrate and thank God for that. I mean, incredible. And, and then that special, Angie, how did you book One Direction to come sing with you today? I mean, what a, what a blessing. Spare no expenses. Just kidding, that was awesome. Very good, very good. Let's give them a hand, that was a great special. Uh, Let's pray and then you can be seated. Lord, I do love these people. I love this place. Lord, I don't know everybody here, but uh, Lord, I see some people here been hanging around this place for a long time. And Lord, that just screams loyalty and faithfulness. God, two things that, that you can bless immensely, and Lord, today we are so excited about the Fourth of July. Lord, we love as Americans we love family and fireworks and hot dogs and barbecues and all of that. But but Lord, today if we can just for a half hour or so, um, God, focus in on you, focus in on your word in your spirit, Lord. You know I do feel like I've I've got something that can help the folks here today. And so, Lord, we just sense. Your presence even now in this place and we invite you into this place today and Lord I have a strong desire to help these people today Lord I love my in-laws and I love my family and I love this church and I love you and Lord I pray that this service would be absolutely the perfect service not because Who's preaching or who's here or who's not here But God, you are here And we are gathered in your name today And it is all about Jesus We like good media and good church commercials and, and kids and But it is all about Jesus today And I pray most of all that he would be glorified Lord, I sense uh, Lord, we've already laughed a little today Lord, we might cry a little today But, Lord, may we be inspired to go forward in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. If you have your Bibles, you can go over to Genesis 1127, and that's where we'll share uh, a majority of our time today. And, um, you know, we are here this weekend uh, for the 4th, obviously, but uh, we really came up for more than just the 4th. We're celebrating um, Amy's parents anniversary um, 45 years let's give them a hand that's pretty awesome 45 years Pastor Vicki she was seven years old when she got married and so that was that was a great great blessing so so now we know your age but but uh no and then the church's 35th anniversary has been released let's thank God for that today too that's incredible and so we're here to celebrate celebrate with them today. But uh, you know, I, I think about fun. You know, we are having fun. Uh, we got up here late Thursday night, and had a fun day uh, Friday, and last night we, we celebrated uh, their anniversary. And we got plans uh, this afternoon. We're we're going to go to a movie, and then we're gonna go to uh, John and Lori's house tomorrow for a pool party, and. We're going to have a lot of fun, and I hope you have a lot of fun this holiday weekend. But the reality is, um, for some of us, maybe our race, our Christian walk, maybe your race is no longer fun. Uh, Last, uh, a few months ago, the Lord laid a a word on my heart, uh, and actually it was a series that I just got done preaching, and the title of the series was, What to Do when your race is no longer fun. Uh, The note takers I see down here, Randy, I'll I'll preach to you. You take notes. What to do, Randy? What to do when your race, race is spelled R-A-C-E, what to do when your race is no longer fun. And uh, if I could put a a subtitle to that, Randy, not to make things complicated, but um, three times that we are in. Three times I think the body of Christ, three times I think our nation is in. And just so we're all on the same page today, the word times means conditions at some specific period. What are the conditions of the day and the hour and the time that we are living in? Three times that we are living in. Genesis eleven twenty seven. 27, it says the genie, this is the genealogy of this man named Terah. And I've got a note in my Bible. It says, at long last, we come to the family of Terah. And what's the big deal about Terah? Um, through Terah and through Abram, and if you, if you trace all the way down, ultimately, the promised deliverer Jesus Christ was going to come through that family lineage so Terah I mean Terah was a pretty significant guy and so um, it says here in verse 27 it says that that Terah he had three sons Abram Nahor and Haran Abram Nahor and Haran now, now, what's interesting to me is my family. Um, we have three sons in my family. Okay, and so this kind of bears witness with with my family. I thought, wow, it's kind of like my family, the three sons. Is there anybody else in here who comes from a family where there's three sons? Raise your hand. Anybody all? We, we, look at this. A number of people. Three sons. Now, now that's pretty cool. You, you, you kind of know what things were like. The, the oldest, the oldest child, the firstborn, the one that gets the birthright. You know, in the Old Testament, the oldest got like double the birthright. The oldest was was Abram, exalted father. How many in here are the oldest child the oldest in their family how many Abrams do we have in this place um let's see raise your hand okay we got an Abram right here um we we see some other Abrams all right Uh, oh Amy I forgot Amy's uh Abram um all right you know there's just something special about the oldest children You know, I mean, it's, it's, they're so proud, you know, and and they really are. In in my family, it's the same way. I'm the middle child. My older brother, Mark, I mean, he's just like, he's just like, in my parents' eyes, he's just like Mr. Perfect, you know. He keeps the family together, and he keeps everybody, you know, everybody happy, and I think about Amy, you know, she kind of. Spearheaded the little party they had last night because that's just what the oldest children do, you know. They they, they do stuff like that, and so so the Abrams, um, you Abrams, you 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 know, you're just you're blessed. Then there's Angie and I, the neglected middle child. Angie, can I have an amen? Amen. I know a lot of your self-esteem is so low if you're a middle child, but if you could just raise your hand if you're a middle (laughs) child and I'll pray for you. Carl, I'm so sorry. God bless you. Did you know that I can prove from the Bible that the middle child is neglected? How many would like me to prove from the Bible that the middle child is neglected? Did you know that the middle... Angie, you're gonna like this. We're preaching to you, sister. All right. Angie. Now, this is no joke. You study this out this afternoon. Nahor. We're Nahors. Okay. You know what Nahor means? This is no joke. The name Nahor means snorting. And you know, I looked up the word snorting, and I just don't want to lead you astray. I don't want to mess up at all. The name snorting. The name Nahor means snorting. I looked up snort in the dictionary. It's expressing a lack of respect. <laughs> Angie and I, growing up, you know, we, we, we say to our parents, you know, we can do this or we can do that. And you know what our parents do? They go... <clears throat> <laughs> they snort. They, raise your hand, middle neglected Nahors. Our parents just... Sn- <laughs> You, you pastor a church, you called to the ministry, <laughs> maybe Abram, you know, the, the Amys and the Marks, my brother Mark. and <sighs> Family dynamics are crazy, folks. Did you know that? Okay, and then there's Herons. Raise your hand if you are the baby in the family. Raise your hand. Randy, there we go. Randy, you're the baby? What? I'll pray for you, sister. I know what it's like to be married to the babies. You know, I know I, I counsel people. I talk to people. Andy. <laughs> do you know that when Andy, when Vicky was pregnant with Andy, Vicky wanted another girl, Mike wanted a son, and Andy was born, and they were both happy. <laughs> <laughs> I confess, that's the joke I use on my baby brother. <laughs> For the record, Kalen, before... Kaylin, I can't believe he said that about my... mm -mm. Kaylin, I asked permission, didn't I, Andy? I said, Andy, can I throw you under the bus for a laugh today? And what would you say? It's okay. Thank you, Andy, for being a a team player. So, family dynamics. Um, Abram, Nahor, Haran. Okay, and it goes on in verse number 28, and it says, Haran. Okay, now all of a sudden, I know we're laughing and having fun, but all of a sudden this story takes a a sad twist. It says that, that Heron died. Heron died. Folks, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Heron died before Tara died. Parents aren't supposed to bury the kids. The kids are supposed to bury the Parents. Heron died. Different people react differently to to struggles and and to challenges. And it says that that Heron died before his father. Come on, imagine if your youngest, if your baby died. And it says that Terah, Terah, he was from this land called Ur of the Chaldeans. Ur, er, if I can give you a, a little definition of ur, er. I looked it up in the Bible, and I was like, Lord, this means that, and that means that, and all this the, the, these, these names have cool definitions, uh, you know, uh, Nahor, snorting, you know, I mean, all this. And, and I was like, what's ur er mean? And it's like I couldn't really find that much that I thought was significant. Tara was from er. Ur. And all of a sudden, it was like, you're looking too hard. It's right there. I mean, come on. When you say, err, what do you do if you can't do something? You're like, err. Do you know what err is? Er is the place of frustration. Er. Tara, he was from this place called err. Now... Randy's still trying to take notes. We're developing our list of three times we are living in. Number one, Randy, number one is a terra time. A terra time. The name terra, the name terra, it quite simply means station. Station. I looked that word station up in the dictionary, and it says it can be like a bus station or it can be like a train station, but the bottom line is a terra, a station, is a time or a place where some people get on and some people get off. I read that, and I go, oh, my gosh, the body... Of Christ is in Randy, number one, a terra time. Man, I've been pastoring in Lebanon now for 19 years. We just celebrated our 19th anniversary, and I've been pastoring 19 years. Folks, I have never seen a time like we are living in right now. You know, what you want me to be happier or you want me to be sad? You know, I could go off on, on how exciting it is when people get on the bus. Oh, man, it's incredible. But it wouldn't take much for me to weep. Because in the years in Lebanon, I've, I, I, I will not exaggerate today, but in the years I've been in Lebanon, I have seen not hundreds, but I've seen thousands of people get off the bus. I could take a microphone and hand it to anybody here, and I'd say, Raleigh, give me some examples of people getting on the bus, and you'd know them. And I'd say, Joan, give me some examples of people getting off the bus, and you could say it. I mean, right here, you're thinking, yeah, well, this person's got on the bus, praise the Lord, this person. But you know what this person's got? We're at a terror time. And as as you read on uh, in the story, it says that... um, Terah, verse number 28, it says, Terah lived in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. Verse 31, it says, Terah took his family, and it says, they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. Let's call right over here Ur of the Chaldeans, the place where life got really hard, and maybe Tara for a time got off the bus. But ultimately here in, in this verse, he's like, you know what? I'm going to get up from the place of frustration where stuff has happened and my race is no longer fun. I'm going to get up and I'm going to head to Canaan. And Canaan is way over there. And you know what Canaan is. Canaan is the land flowing with milk and honey. Woo! Right? That's the promised land. So I commend Terah for, for, you know what, getting up, knocking the dust off and saying, hey, I went through something really hard, but this family's moving forward. And so all of a sudden, they're they're on this journey, it says. I mean, come on, read it for yourself. It says, they went out from the, the land of Ur to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran, and they dwelt there. Imagine what went through the, the head. Imagine what was going through his heart. They were coming to these different cities and to these different towns, and, and, and some of the places were, were just really, really cool. You read this story. There was one time, it says that Abram on this journey, it says, Abram, they were between, it says, um, Bethel, which means the house of God, and Ai, which means a heap of ruins. There's a lot of people. That's exactly where we're living. We're right between the, the house of God and a heap of ruins. Man, if me, I, I'm going to Bethel. I'm not going to Ai. But what happens here is they journey on. And maybe even Terra started to get excited about where he was headed. And all of a sudden he's like, well, what's this town up here? I'm like, well, I don't know. Finally they get to the city limits and it says, and this must have just been. A punch in the gut. Maybe even below the belt. He's like, what's the name of this town? Heron? Heron? My baby. His name was Heron. All of a sudden, a little devil jumps on his shoulder. Wants him to go back. Wants him to think back. The enemy jumped on his shoulder to try to stop him from going to Canaan. In one of the saddest verses of the Bible, verse 32, the days of Terah. It says we're, we're what? 205 years. And Tara died in Haran. You know, if Haran, you remember, uh, uh, you know, Haran, the baby, you know, the Andes. As as a person, Andy, just so you know, Andy, Haran as a person was a mountaineer. Okay? But Haran as a place was a parched place. Haran, parched place, or what I like to say. Haran was the place of burnout, halfway between Ur, the place of frustration, and Canaan, God's best. So and he died there. Well, why'd you dwell there? You weren't, that's not where you set your GPS when you left Ur. I can totally respect that that was really hard. I have compassion and I have sympathy. And I would not have judged him one bit if if he'd have wanted to, you know, maybe stay a day or two and just remember. But he died there. And so then all of a sudden, uh, how hard that must have been. But then all of a sudden, chapter 12, verse number one, it says, now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, to your fa- from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will, bless I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those that curse you. I'll curse those that curse you. In you, all of the families, everybody say families, of planet Earth. Is anybody in here? Or Let's, let's do it like this. Raise your hand if you are part of a family from planet Earth. Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're not. There's all, come, come on, there's always one in every crowd. That goes, oh, well, you haven't been to my family reunions, you know. I mean, it's like, hey, you know what God has for your family? Blessing. Good things. Every family in planet Earth can be blessed. And so I love it. Verse 4, you know what? It it's like Abram departed. He's like, okay, let, let's go. Let's depart. And so, all of a sudden, he leaves this place and, uh, you know, probably where the father was buried. So, he's got some issues. And now, all of a sudden, it says he gets up and he goes. And he came to this place called, called Shechem or Sikkim. Shechem or, or Sikkim. The word Sikkim, it means Shoulder shoulder Hmm. with my shoulder I can move my arm this way it can go this way but with my arm or with my shoulder I can move my arm this way Randy the second time we're living in is we are living in a sickum time where there is not a person In this auditorium today that it can go this way for you if we'll make the right choices but there is not a person don't kid yourself don't fool yourself there's not a person that it can't go this way maybe a bad way a wrong way folks we are living in a terror time where people are getting on the bus and people are getting off the bus and we are living in a sickum time Where it can go either way and if things haven't been going so well for you that can change in the name of Jesus and then all of a sudden go over to chapter 13 verse number 5 it says Lot went with Abram and he had flocks and herds and tents and the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great and they couldn't dwell together. And there arose a strife. Everybody say, strife. I hate strife. I hate strife. I hate it. And so all of a sudden, Abram goes to his nephew. I mean, I think of Connor, my nephew. Abram goes to his nephew, Lot. He calls him into his office, and he's like, you know what? There's strife between your herdsman and my herdsman. He's like, well, I know that. You know, you remember back when God spoke to me in Haran and said to get away from my family. Honestly, I really just, the Lord told me to leave you, but really, I felt sorry for you. And I wanted to help you. But it's come to the point in our relationship where it's time for us to separate. And since it's my bad, if you go that way, I will go that way. If you go that way, I will go that way. When I read that a few months ago, it just exploded in me. The faith of that man to say that. And sure enough, Lot said, Oh man, the desert's that way. Look over there. It's fertile soil. I'll, I'll take the good stuff. I'll take the place that looks good with the natural eyes. The 2nd Corinthians says the things that you can see are temporary, the things that you can't see are eternal. Lot was living in the natural. Abram was living in the spirit. And Abraham was like, I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be regardless of how I get there, but I will end up there. The name Lot, Randy. A lot time. The name Lot means covering. Abram reached a place in his life where something was covering God's best. Randy, we're at a lot time where there is a lot of people that have lots in their life that are covering God's best. I told you this was a series. I'm kind of condensing a month of teaching into a half hour, but I I did a teaching on what are the lots, exposing the lots in our life. Number one, it might just quite simply be a person. A person might be covering God's best. Hebrews says, lay aside the sins and the weights which are so easily besetting us. If I could paraphrase that today, lay aside the sins and the weights that are covering God's best, the lots. What are some lots in our life? It it might be a person. It could be a sin. It could be a weight that is in our life that shouldn't be. But yet it also could be something in your life that's lacking, for, ex- for example, maybe your life is lacking convictions. Maybe your life is lacking commitment. Maybe your life is lacking cohesiveness, if I can stick with the C theme, unity. But there's some things that are just quite simply lacking. And so what happens is we start trying to wrap this up today. Abram's like please let there be no strife I said I hate strife the whole lands before us you go this way I'll go that way you go that way I'll go this way lot lifted up his eyes and he saw he was in the natural can you imagine I mean come on put it in perspective man you know if that was Jake Jake it's time for you to get out I'm sorry your dad died (laughs) it's time for you to get out would that be but let me tell you something just because it's hard that did not mean it was not the right thing for him to do sometimes in life God asks us to do some hard things and you that might be struggling I I can't kick my nephew out Matt I can't do that to Jake I, I can't do that to Connor I can't stop this sin. I can't add the, the, the commitment or, or the convictions or the cohesion. I can't do that. It's too hard. Let me try to give you a little motivation. Verse 14, it says, And the Lord said to Abram, After Lot had separated from him, He said, Lift up your eyes now and look. And it's basically, I'll paraphrase this, As far as the eye can see. If you go back, Pastor Mike, if you go back to Genesis 12, it was cool. It was like, a, hey, uh, Abram, uh, get away from your family, you know. Uh, I'll show you this place. I'm going to bless you. It's going to be good. But then later on in the journey, go, go back and read this. I, I wish, you know, I, I wish I could teach all the stuff I taught. It was so good. But every time on the journey, he'd make a hard decision, and then God's will for his life wouldn't change. It wouldn't change at all. But every time in his life, when he would do something hard, there would be a greater awareness, there would be a greater understanding of what God had called him to do. It's not going to come. Until you get rid of the, the lot, he didn't say, "Hey, you know, you got lot here." But listen, look up. No, he's like, folks. Sometimes he's telling you to do something. He has your best interest at heart. Father knows best, and you don't know what's on the other side if you just obey. If you just saying, "I'm gonna here's here you go," and so the the will of God. Goodness, I didn't see all those people up there. Sorry, I haven't been looking at you. Raise your hand if we've got some Abrams <laughs> up there. No, just kidding. We won't start all over. One Direction, guys, are over here. That's awesome. But come on. It gets greater when you do the hard stuff. God, and again, the will of God doesn't change. It just you have a greater awareness of it. And then what's so cool, just to wrap this up, in fact, uh, why don't you go ahead and stand up on your feet? God speaks all these things. Verse 18, Abram moved his tent, and he, after, after he, he moved his tent, and I didn't have, I taught a whole Sunday on this, but after he did this, he built an altar. He built an altar. Do you know what building an altar is? Today, we're going to build an altar. When you build an altar, you come to a point in your life where you sense that this is a significant time, and so you stop everything, and you decide to worship God. You decide to bring a sacrifice. For them, it might have been an animal. For us, it might be time. It might be finances. And after you do that, the presence of God manifests and God speaks. That's what we're going to build an altar today. We're sensing the time is significant. We're going to sacrifice. We came to church. Good grief. We could have been at the lake, but we came to church. That's a sacrifice. We worshiped God. I believe God spoke through His Word today. Not me. I have nothing except God's called me, you know, to be a pastor and a teacher. But I believe God spoke, not not through me, but through His Word. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock. We also have what we call School of the Bible on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.